Welcome to this week's episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. Elon Hubbard. I want you to consider of all the things an executive must do or does, what do you suppose is the one thing they must do daily in implementing the Hubbard management system? I mean, you have planning to do, you have programs to write, orders to issue, reports and communications to read, meetings with other executives, owners, customers, phone calls to make. The list goes on and on. These are the things that are your daily bread, if you will, as an executive. But of all these things, there's one thing you must do every day. And very, very few executives, in my experience, very few members actually do this. By survey, it is one of the hardest things there is to get an executive to do. What do you think it is? Have you guessed? Okay, I'll tell you. It is to inspect their areas. That's right. To inspect their areas every day. This single action is possibly one of the best and fastest production and morale boosters you can do. And they're done every day. And with this episode, we will go into how Mr. Hubbard describes they should be done. So think about it. Do you go into every area of your organization every day, every area that's under your zone of responsibility? Do you go in there with a clipboard and look around and ask people questions every day? I told this story once before in an earlier episode, but I have a a member and a friend of mine down in Mexico. One time I was down there, uh, rarely get down there, but I I was down there and he and a number of his friends had put on a, a pretty large seminar slash workshop that I was to deliver quite a crowd there. And uh, he asked me afterwards, you know, would you come in and take a look at my business and, and help me sort some things out because it's not going as well as it should. And I think you would probably make some observations and you could help me with something. And I said, yeah, sure. Why not? I'll, I'll make some time. We'll go over there. So I did. And we were in his office. We were sitting in a, he had a huge company in a huge office. <laughs> we're sitting in his office. I said, well, why don't we start by having you show me around? And he said, okay. And I had him take me to every nook and cranny of that place. Well, what's in here and what's in there? And, you know, it was funny because he would come into areas and you could tell no one had seen him in ages because they would jump out of their chairs like they were shot, right? Practically standing at attention, like shocked to see him walking through with this uh, other individual that he was, you know, showing around. And uh, of course, as he was showing me things he was observing things for himself and uh we ended up i think in his warehouse or something like that he saw a huge sort of tent like area in the middle of his warehouse and he's like what's this you know i said yeah show it to me we we go inside turns out it's a whole r&d department he didn't even know existed for his company and it was like you know people were practically sleeping over their microscopes and stuff and they were like who's this (laughs) you know they were just kind of like Again, you know, incredible response just from the fact that he was there looking and interested and asking questions. And by the time we were done with the tour, he thanked me. I don't think I mentioned a darn thing. And, uh, but by the time we'd done with the tour, he knew exactly what he needed to do to help boom his own company. So I just uh, tipped my hat and uh, went on my merry way. But that's kind of how easy it is. Pretty simple when you really understand the admin tech. It's pretty simple to help another person with it. And that's just a great example of how simple it really can be because I barely had to say a word. All I said was, 
you know, can you show me around? And uh, just the very fact that he was doing that inspection and looking around and asking people questions, he solved all of his own problems before the end of that tour. So this is an incredibly vital and important action and one that, strangely enough, seems to be at the bottom of the barrel of things that the members will do. They sort of like they're in their office or they're or, you know, if they're a technical expert, they might be, you know, if they're a healer, for instance, they're seeing patients and dealing with uh, customers or whatever they're doing, but they're, they're not necessarily taking that daily tour through the whole place and looking around and seeing what needs to be fixed, what needs to be uh, improved upon, how people are doing. So anyway, uh, let's get into this first article. I'm going to cover two articles with you from Mr. Hubbard. And the first one is, uh, it's called Standard Executive Actions, and it's dated 28 April 1968. And he uses, of course, in any business, you're going to have different terminology for the executives. You could call them a president or a vice president or a CEO or a COO. The system for the organization that Mr. Hubbard is describing here is referring to the executive secretary, and each executive secretary has uh, underneath them three divisions that they supervise. And each of those divisions is headed by a secretary. So you've got the executive secretary at the top of the hierarchy, and then you have a secretary below that. And then the secretary has three departments, each headed by a director. So you're going to hear the term executive secretary, then you're going to hear secretary, then you're going to hear director. So we're talking about echelons now, or hierarchy. So the article goes like this. He says, once a day, each executive secretary, by the way, there's three executive secretaries in in this particular style of organization. So he says here, once a day, each executive secretary should walk through his divisions and inspect what is happening. He should see every secretary, director, and walk into every office. This is an inspection activity designed to keep divisions real by finding out what is going on. So uh, just as an aside here, keep it real. Your direction must be real. Your guidance must be real. Your communications must be real. How real can they be if you're not looking around? If you're not in communication with the various areas that you are responsible for? So look at this as part of the objective in your inspection is you're keeping things real. All right. So he goes on to say this. Now, (laughs) you might ask yourself, what kind of questions should we ask if we're doing an inspection? Mr. Hubbard gives you a couple of examples. You're not going to believe how simple they are. So he says here, you should ask questions such as, how are you doing? Is there anything I can help you with? How about that for two great questions that you can use? If you don't use any other questions but those two, you're going to be doing all right. Of course, you can use a lot of other questions, but you see how simple this is and how helpful this is for an executive. You're not going in there like, what's up with this? What's up with that? Like, you know, you're in trouble. That's why I'm inspecting. That's not the flow, right? It's like, how are you doing? Is there anything I can help you with? Then he goes on to say, this is not designed to bypass, nor should it be used to do so. So when you're doing these inspections, you're not doing it because you're ignoring the people responsible and sort of bypassing them. If you listen to the earlier episodes of BusinessWise on the danger condition, you realize that if you are bypassing people, you automatically put them into a danger condition. They stop doing their jobs or they feel like their jobs are not... uh, theirs and they take less responsibility for those jobs and so on. So it's being done as an inspection to help. And generally the head of the department or head of the division 
is with you when you're doing those inspections. Whoever's in charge of that area should be there with you. We'll go into that in more detail later. But uh, so you're not acting as a bypass. You're just interested and you're asking and you're observing. And he goes on to say this finally, he says, answers to the questions, anything found wrong is written down by the executive and orders written up to necessary personnel. Take a clipboard, write notes. You know, I see people typing things into their phones. If that works for you, do that way. But I, I like having, you know, clipboard. I like having a pen. I like making my notes. And, uh, and that's how you go in there and you make a note of things. He says, the rule is, and he puts this in all capital letters, which is being emphatic, as he will be in some of these articles, he says as follows, every executive secretary will walk through his divisions at least once a day and inspect all activities. L. Ron Hubbard. So he's emphatic. Get off your dime and get in there and look around. And uh, just the other day, I was with a member of mine who built uh, the largest veterinary clinic uh, in the state uh, he's in. Uh, an extraordinary facility. I, I often tell my friends that if I ever got into an accident in that particular area, I would hope they would take me to Jim's place, not to uh, a hospital, because I think he's got more, he's got better equipment there than most hospitals do. It's just an extraordinary facility. You can deal with anything there. It's huge. And, uh, you know, you could tell he wanted to show me around when I was, I hadn't been there for a while. And was taking me around uh, to show me this and show me that. And the pride and the level of communication with his employees, with the areas, you know, he's, this is a very successful wise member. And it, it was fascinating to me to see him walk into an area and go, wow, that's not the way that's supposed to be. Hmm, that's not right. You know, I watch him get down on his haunches and pick up a piece of equipment and put it back in place. You know, no one else in the room. And he just said, well, wait a minute, that's not right. And, you know, that level of familiarity that he could spot something out of place or uh, a digital readout that wasn't correct. You know, he could spot everything. And this is a man who very likely closely follows this rule and consequently built from nothing, you know, a huge uh, operation. And this is something that uh, the great executives do do, you know, and it puts them into communication with their areas and it makes the areas very real to them and it makes their direction and their guidance to their employees real. And it also shows the employees that they're interested. He wrote about this again on the 12th of March, 1971. This one was uh, really for the very top uh, of the organization called the executive director. It's, it's called the executive director inspection. So he's now talking about, uh, at the time when he wrote the earlier article, there were three heads of the organization. Uh, with this uh, particular article, he's referring to the top of the organization, the executive director, he says, to further the purposes of an executive director, it is vital that the ED make daily inspections of his org. Org is short for organization. And then he gets into a bit more detail here than he did in the earlier article, so we'll cover some of these. He says, these are not just cleanliness inspections. They embrace general establishment and production observations. So, Mr. Hubbard's taking it for granted that you're going to look at the cleanliness of the place. You're going to look at the neatness of the place. That's certainly one of the things that you should be looking for. If things are disorderly, I find it's helpful to look at it from the perspective of being a customer or a guest, uh, you know, a VIP guest that you're showing the business and you see, you know, a pair of tennis shoes and an, in, and an inbox. You kind of go, now that's not supposed to be there. And you would, of course, correct that. You know, things or things are dirty or haven't been cleaned in a while. That's obviously part of your inspection. Note it down on your clipboard. 
And then he goes on to say, every smallest cranny is looked into to see if things are as they should be. But you can't be too thorough with these, by the way, as he's saying. Personnel and their activities or absence of them in assigned areas are noted. Okay, you go into an area, someone's supposed to be there, they're not there. Hello! That should be noted. Or maybe they don't look really like they know what they're doing, or maybe they're inactive, or maybe they are acting a little strange. You know, they're like, you know, uncomfortable with you being there. That might indicate something too. So you're, you're going to make those observations. All right. This is Mr. Hubbard. Usually a clipboard is carried to make any notes, plus or minus, of things that are observed. Keeping such daily notes in a folder in consecutive date order then gives one some comparison over a period of time and answers the question of, are we getting better or worse? Are ordered projects proceeding? Are we producing? Are there dangers and out security? Yeah, you might be doing a, a walkthrough and you're doing inspections and you see that, um, hmm, I never really noticed this before, but uh, this door is seldom secured and should be so that people can't come in here and uh, mess up their computers or um, steal files or, you know, or, or maybe it's money that's lying around and should be more secure. Security is another element that you're going to look at when you're doing your inspections. You know, should that uh, window be kept locked? Is it locked? You know, this kind of thing. So uh, security, cleanliness, uh, Attitude and conduct to the staff, their, their presence or their absence, these are things you're looking for when you're doing the inspection. Now, he says this, listen to this. He says, it is courtesy to pick up the in charge of an area one is entering, so he overhears any remarks passed to his staff. The in charge is dropped in leaving the area. If there is no in charge, or he uses the letters IC, to be found, one notes it and inspects anyway. So look, at the ideal situation, you're going into... Uh, the sales area, uh, you're running a sales organization perhaps, and you've got you know, 10 or 15 salespeople, and you, before you start going into the area and start checking on everybody, you look around for the in-charge and grab that person and uh, bring them with you. And you're going around there and you're asking, how are you doing? Is there anything I can help you with? The in-charge can overhear what's being said. And uh, that way you're not bypassing them and putting them into a danger condition. And it's a courtesy point. I mean, what would you think if you had an area that you were responsible for and you know, the boss went in there and started doing inspections and talking to people and never even bothered to look for you. So unquestionably, uh, you're looking ideally for the in charge of the area before you do the inspection so that they are accompanying you on that inspection. But you're making your notes and you're asking your questions and he's observing and listening in to the conversations. He says, um, listen to this, you know, throughout the podcast here and many episodes, I make reference to reception because I find it such a neglected area in so many people's businesses, amongst my members, but also in the world at large. You know, how often do you call and get a live person on the phone? You're usually getting these automated things that drive everybody crazy. Please listen carefully as our menu options have changed. By the way, I've done a number of surveys. In hundreds of seminars I've delivered, I've asked people, you know, how many people here like talking to a machine? And no one to date has raised their hand yet. So think about that. You know, I think not very many people prefer to talk to a machine than they do to a person. But anyway, he says here, receptions in orgs are generally queried as to knowledge of routing and duties to establish some idea of their competence. Yeah, man. Talk to your receptionist. How do you handle a call from an irate customer? Hello? Where do you route that? 
You know, well, what do you do if somebody wants to talk to uh, the boss? Where do you route that? You know, do you disregard it? Do you take the message and throw it in the trash? Do you send it to the guy? When do you send it to the guy? When don't you send it to the guy? These are important questions you ask reception. And that's your contact point into the organization for mail, for phone calls, and for people So, and customers. So really make sure that that is part of your inspection and you're asking you know, appropriate questions. Then he says this. Now, we've talked about the tone scale before in earlier episodes, if you're not familiar with it. Beings, human beings, tend to operate in different tones. In other words, different emotional levels. You can have people, I'm sure many of you know, someone who's sort of chronically angry. I mean, they can, they can get an angry laugh out of them once in a while, but you know, they're sort of in that band, you could say, or some are certainly fairly fearful most of the time, or some are kind of apathetic some of the time, or most of the time, and they just, that's called a tone. And then, of course, you have those who are enthusiastic or cheerful. Those are higher tones, right? So that's your tone scale. He says the general tone level is noted on the clipboard by area. Now, it's a very important skill to be able to spot tone. He says low tones will indicate possible no production or faulty production as morale depends on production to a major degree. You go into an area, it's low toned, people are frustrated, they're apathetic, they're angry, they're antagonistic, fearful. Something's wrong with production in that area. Take that tone down and make a note of it. That, yeah, that's, some, that's an indicator there. That's what you want to do. You want to go in there and look. Right? He says the daily inspection is informal. One can have a formal inspection weekly or monthly. So we're not talking about anything formal here. You're just grabbing your clipboard. You know, it's time for my inspection. By the way, it can be random times, should be random times. You can just grab your clipboard and you just start walking around your offices or your business. You know, obviously, the larger your business, the more the time it takes to go through everything. But even a small company, you know, go ahead. Even if you're all sitting in one room, why not grab your clipboard and walk over to each person and just say, how's your area doing? You know, how are your phone calls doing? Do you need any help with anything? Anything there that's frustrating you that you haven't picked up on yet? And you observe their tone and you observe the neatness and cleanliness of their area. I'm talking about one room now, you know. Theoretically, you could even inspect, if it's just you, you might just step out of the room and step back in with a clipboard sometimes and take a look around, you know? I'm taking you to an extreme, but you get the point. All right. So he says, um, the daily inspection is informal. One can have a formal inspection weekly or monthly. The daily inspection is an effort to see the existing scene as it is when one is not there, rather than changing the scene by excessive formality. You know, say, okay, it's time for the monthly inspection. Everybody straightens everything up and puts everything in the drawers where no one can see them and, you know, shreds all the rubbish. And, you know, no, you want to make it informal. He says inspections are made at different hours, not as a set scheduled action. So, you know, who knows when the boss is going to come around. And he's, again, you're not going around trying to catch people out. You're going around to be helpful. You're going around to be in communication. Remember that. And then he says daily inspections are a morale factor and that it shows someone is interested and gives an acknowledgement, whether voiced or not. It makes the work of the staff seem more valuable to them. They seldom realize how valuable their work actually is. You know, you can feel like a million bucks when an important person or executive comes around asking you questions about your area, granting you, you know, the beingness of your position, and obviously interested And that makes what they're doing automatically important. Do you see that? Automatically, it becomes more important because the boss is asking about it, right? 
Then he goes on to say, obvious unworn hats, threats to material by neglect. Like you can be seeing something that's being neglected, a piece of equipment or something like that. Oh my goodness, we better jump on that before we have to replace it. General orderliness and busyness, state of lines, confusions, lack of signs, bad signs. These and many other points are observed. Boy, it'd be good to have a sign here that tells people, you know, to go this way or to go that way or that this is what this area is for. It says, only in this way, by executive director inspection, is an ED kept informed and staff advised of executive presence. The ED inspection action has no real substitute. Then he says this, a survey showed that the hardest thing to get an executive to do was inspect his own area. (laughs) See, this sounds so simple, and it is simple, but it gets neglected. It's just not that important, so we didn't do it today. No, every day you're doing your inspection, okay? It says, thus, an ED cannot expect that executives will reliably and uniformly report the true state of their areas. So you're saying to, now let's say you've got a larger organization, you've got several executives junior to you, and you're saying, well, what's the situation with sales? Or what's the situation with marketing? Or what's the situation with collections? Or what's the situation with this? And your executives are answering up, but if they're not doing inspections, how reliable is that information going to be, right? So he says, despite executive inspection or lack of it, an executive director should still inspect. It is a fact that when an executive director does not inspect daily, he does not make it his organization. Hey, you know, this is the thing about my friend Jim. You know, I could tell this is his organization, big organization, but it was his and everybody knew it was his because he does these inspections. There's a few more things to this, but I think uh, I am making the point. Uh, He also goes on to say that an executive director, if he's technically skilled, can also take over a position and run it for a couple of hours. I mean, if you find that your sales are really lagging, maybe you should try running the sales department for a little while. He goes into that if you have the qualifications to do it or, or if, you're, you know, if you're running a clinic, healthcare clinic, and you're a doctor and you know, having trouble with a particular area, maybe you just go in there and do the technical work yourself for a while or you're running an auto repair shop or a barber shop. You go in there and just, let's see what some of the problems are that they're running into. You can take over that activity. He does go into that. So he says, there are then two different types of actions an executive director does. One is a daily inspection, pure and simple. The other is a post and line survey and is part of an executive director's hatting and forming action. So that's that secondary part where you actually take over the function for a brief period. Uh, both are needful. The daily inspection is mandatory. An executive director who never looks, just issues orders, operates by reports only, has no stats or statistics, stats short for statistics, has no stats available, is not totally in control of his command, and is running at risk. Yep, if it were a ship, could blow up. Because you're not inspecting it. Could sink. So could your business. And in the final sentence, he says he can keep his own confront up and know what is going on only if he inspects daily. L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, you think you got your confront in on your organization? No, you don't. Not if you're not walking through there with the clipboard and inspecting every nook and cranny, getting communication with the people there, seeing what they help they need, noting the out points, and then directing for them to be corrected or reinforced if they're plus points. Okay, so there you go. There's a bit of a longer episode. There's a bit of detail in this, quite a bit to know. You might have to listen to this episode a couple of times and make notes of uh, the points that you should be applying when you do your inspections. But if you want to read the article, it's 12 March 1971. It's called ED Inspections, Executive Director Inspections. And uh, yeah, you can read it for yourself. 
pretty simple, but there are a few nuances and you want to make sure you're applying all of them. Most importantly, grab a clipboard every day and go around and inspect your areas. All right. Okay. You'd be surprised at the kind of response you get both from your team, their morale, and your productivity. So very well worth doing and a vital to do. And I hope you got something out of this week's episode. That's it for now. And I will talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening.